welcome. Well, you're at home with Jim and Joy, and you are an important part of our EWTN family. And we are delighted that you have welcomed us into your home. We would love to hear from you. So send us an email with a question or a comment to jimandjoy at EWTN.com. Today, our guest is Kelly Ann Guest. Kelly is a youth minister, a blogger, an author, and a mother of 10 children. Previously, she was a Dominican sister of St. Cecilia in Nashville. Though after discerning out of religious life, she has fully embraced her calling as a mother and a wife. And she has written a beautiful book that brings light to the great intersection between holiness and motherhood in the Catholic faith. And the name of this great book is called <coughs> Saintly Moms, 25 Stories of Holiness. And this beautiful book is available at EWTNRC.com. And Kelly and I were sharing, and to do motherhood, to do it right, is to die to yourself. And with the great beauty of when you give your life away, God gives you back your true authentic self, who you were made to be. And I found that to be true in yeah. being a mother of our four children. And, um, and Kelly will share her beautiful story yeah. of what God has done, but then also through the lives of these saints who've gone before us, ways that you and I can incorporate virtues to say, somebody else has already done this. I'm not the only one complaining or finding it hard or difficult or great joy in this journey. Yeah, and this is a great read for the season of Advent. You know, I, I wasn't thinking of it, but it, it really is to focus upon saintly mothers. And the first three mothers that uh, she deals with here are the, uh, the Blessed Mother Mary. So she does, shares about her and reflection upon her, her virtues. And then Saint Anne, right, Mother mm -hmm. of Mary, and Saint Elizabeth, mother of John the Baptist. You just think about Our Lady and, and St. Elizabeth and the lives they carried within them and, and their greatness, the forerunner and the Messiah and, and all that those men would suffer and the mm -hmm. mothers suffering in love for them. And so she goes through 25 um, saintly mothers, the great reflections here. And I hope that a lot of the mothers you know, watching us today and women in general will connect with many of them. So we'll be right back. Plenty more to come. Please don't go away. Welcome back. Well, you're at home with Jim and Joy, and today our guest is Kelly Ann Guest. Kelly is a youth minister, a blogger, an author, a mother of 10 children. Previously, in another life, she was the Dominican sister of St. Cecilia in Nashville. Though, after discerning out of religious life, she has fully embraced her calling as a mother and a beautiful wife. And she's written a book that brings to light the great intersection between holiness and motherhood in the Catholic faith. And we all need saintly moms. So it's a great book, Saintly Moms, 25 Stories of Holiness. And this beautiful book is available at EWTNRC.com. And you could go to her website, nun, N-U-N, 
number two nine none to nine dot com well kelly we are so excited to have you and we certainly enjoyed reading through your book and learning of some saints that we didn't know of you have some popular ones in there and then some unpopular ones but we want you first to tell our family a little bit about you, beautiful Kelly. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me here, too. This is a dream come true, really, to be with you. Um, so uh, let me go back to like high school when you're supposed to be looking at colleges, but I also looked into convents. And um, my junior year in college, um, the Nashville Dominicans came and took over our school in, in my community. And I fell in love with them. I mean, the flowing white habit, the Dominican charism. Um, and so I joined the following year. And I made vows after two years of an novitiate for three years. And that last year in the convent, I started to get desire to get married and have my own family. I loved the life. Uh, I loved teaching. I, I was teaching eighth grade in Birmingham here at mm -hmm. St. Rose Academy. I taught fifth grade at St. Henry's in Nashville. And um, I don't know, just the desire just kept creeping up on me and I was praying. I went to mother and I told her and she said, you know what, you promised God three years and he's gonna give you the grace to fulfill those mm -hmm. three years. So keep doing what you're doing, keep praying, get up every morning, pray, go you know, teach your kids mm -hmm. and come on home and keep doing that every day. And then when it got closer to my vows being up, I went back and talked to her and um, I said, I, I, it's Satan and he just won't leave me alone. Mm. And I love the life. I want to be a sister. I don't understand why these desires just don't leave. And she said, because it's not Satan, mm -hmm. it's God. Mm -hmm. And it's time for you to go home. Mm -hmm. And I have never felt mm. the grace that just came and the peace that came over me was a movement of grace that I hadn't felt before. Mm. And, um, and so I called my parents and said, um, come on home. Yeah. I'm coming home. And um, so I met my husband a couple weeks later, even though I promised God I would not fall in love with the first guy I met. <laughs> I pretty much fell in love with the first guy I met. <laughs> and um, we got married about three years later, a little less than three years later. And now we have, we have 10 children. One is in heaven. Um, and the other nine were still living out the vocation of um, being a family, trying to emulate the Holy Family. So, And the ages of your children range from? 28 is my oldest. And he has blessed me with a beautiful daughter-in-law and now my first grandbaby. Beautiful. So my family is growing. Mm -hmm. Down to 13. And he's a freshman in high school. I homeschool until high school. And I just sent my last one off to high school. Yeah. Bless mm -hmm. your heart. Well, thank you. Thank you for your yes. And thank you for the ultimate yes of knowing God's perfect plan for your life. You know, we might think we're on a course and we're going a certain way. And then, and God lets us do that to discern, to say, I have another plan for your life. This is what I need for you to do. And so on that journey, you were just trying to hear God's heart yeah. as to say, Lord, what am I supposed to be doing at this particular point in time in my life? Right, and it's never, it's never a mistake. Right. Every day that I was there, I, I gained something. I still draw on those graces today. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and as you know from your own, sometimes we go a little crooked mm -hmm. and all, but God uses everything. He uses everything, but yeah. always an opportunity to influence. Yeah. And I'm sure all the children that you were teaching, you had a beautiful influence on all yeah. their lives. So, I hope so thank you. God bless you. <laughs> Share with us what led to the writing of the book on all these. Well, some are saints, some are just blessed and godly mothers, what led you to say, I want to study more fully the saints, in particular, women and moms? What, who, who is this 
for others, yourself? What were you, what led you to this? It actually was for myself in mm -hmm. the beginning. So I, um, I had three children in three years and one day, and I was in over my head. <laughs> and it was a lot harder being a mother than I thought it would be. And um, I, I felt like I wasn't doing it right. And I was getting frustrated. And, and I remembered when I was in the convent, we would have spiritual reading. And the lives of the saints always inspired and encouraged me. And so I thought, you know what I need? I need to find moms who were saints, mm -hmm. who have been here and done this and not only survived, but thrived in it. Because I want to thrive in this. I want to be a good mom. I, I want to be a holy mom. So let mm -hmm. me go find some. So I started reading books on like St. Monica, I think was my first one, and St. Zelie Martin and um, St. Gianna Mola. Mm -hmm. And then somewhere along the line, I started thinking, you know what? I'm not the only one that's feeling this way. Mm -hmm. There are probably other mothers out there who are feeling that frustration and need encouragement and inspiration too. So I started taking notes. Anytime I found the mother saint, a saint who was a mom or canonized on their way to sainthood. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought one day when the kids are all grown up, I'm gonna write this book for other moms. And um, so I was down to just homeschooling four kids. My, my exact middle child was going off to high school and I do have twins, so it was kind of like a, you now know. Now the twins come in what line in the, in the number of children? <laughs> they are number seven and eight. So since they're studying the same thing, I thought, well, it's really just like having three. Mm -hmm. So I answered a call <laughs> to, um, a, a, from our Sunday visitor of anybody have any book ideas, right? Because I was blogging <coughs> at the time for catholicmom.com and so they sent a, um, a message out to Catholic moms saying, you know, if anybody has any book ideas and want to pitch it, you know, send them our way. So I said, well, Lord, I don't know if this is the right time, but I know that you'll guide me through this. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to just go ahead and send in the email, see what happens. If it's not the right time, because I'm still in the midst of homeschooling mm -hmm. and, and being a mom, um, then it'll happen later, mm -hmm. but let's just try. Yeah. And so um, they sent back an email saying, yes, this is a great idea, yeah. let's mm -hmm. go for it. And I was like, oh Lord, yeah. now we gotta do this. You know? Yeah, because when you're, when you're in the day-to-day -day grind of being a mom, the laundry, the grocery shopping, mm -hmm. you know, all the things that we do, who am I picking up, who am I dropping yes. off? You know, what am I, what am mm -hmm. I doing? Oh, and I do have a husband. Yes. Oh, and maybe yeah. I should put some lipstick on today. I don't know. <laughs> I used to think brushing my teeth before noon, that was a great event. It was like, yes, you know. And my mother would call and she'd say, did you get a shower? I mean, because that is so important when you're just serving and giving and serving and giving. Um, but what were some of the virtues that these beautiful saintly moms taught you yeah, on they, the journey? You've got 25, right? Yes. Saintly and I did one writer, and you got great names. You mentioned some of them already. But yeah, what carries through a number of attributes or virtues that are all very unique in situations, but yeah. is there consistency that you can pull out? Yeah. Well, number one is prayer. They're all a women of prayer. And when you're in the throes of motherhood, that's mm -hmm. hard sometimes, mm -hmm. right? Trying to find prayer. So here I was in the convent. We had hours mm -hmm. dedicated to mm -hmm. prayer, right? And now I'm, I'm knee deep in diapers and when do I pray? Mm -hmm. Like, because I, when I left the convent, we woke up at five o'clock in the morning. I said, Lord, unless I'm getting up for the beach, I don't want to get up at five o'clock in the morning anymore. <laughs> right. Okay. So our Lord said, okay, I'm going to make it two, four, six. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, but so getting up early was not going to happen for me. I mm -hmm. couldn't get up earlier than my children. They got up early enough. So 
nap time, you know, so I found time to pray. You have to make that time. So maybe it was nap time when I put them down. And even when they got a little bit older and didn't want to nap, I don't care. You need to just go in your room right. and shut the door and have some quiet time because mommy needs time out, right? right? So you got to find time that works for you. Maybe it's in the evening after they're all in bed. For me, I was too tired to mm -hmm. do it then, mm -hmm. you know, but you got to make time for prayer. And, and these women did. They, they, many of them went to um, daily Mass when it was available. Now, the Daily Mass wasn't always available mm -hmm. in church history, but these are women who loved going to Mass. They made time for prayer. They included their children in that. Another thing that they all had in common was service to others, the poor. Mm -hmm. And they included their children in that too, mm -hmm. right? They, they let their children see that charity and caring for those who are less fortunate um, is very important. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing they all have in common. And then all of these women had something that they had to persevere through, a cross that they mm -hmm. had to carry. Mm -hmm. and, and through the grace of God, they persevered through that cross. And, yeah. and a lot of times that's what made them great saintly moms that they are. Mm -hmm. And they, they taught. Yes. Which you were doing as a Dominican sister. Yes. And we need to pass on what we believe to our children, just mm -hmm. critical. Nobody well, else is going to do it. That's right. And it, it's both in word and just in, in the deed, mm -hmm. too, right? And in our homes, looking around, and there's crucifixes in our home and pictures of the sacred Immaculate Heart of Mary, right? right? There, there are things in our home that show that we're a Catholic family. So moms really have to not only teach their children by word, but by example and the atmosphere in their home. Mm -hmm. And the biggest place for I learned from me was my my attitude and what I brought. Because you could cook <laughs> meals and you could be mean about it. You could slam that plate and not be, you know, appreciated. Or you could do that with great love. Because for me, the thing that I learned early on as a mom, that I have to do what I do for the audience of one, just Jesus. Because they weren't, nobody was coming and saying, oh, thank you. Thank you for this. And thank you when I opened the sock drawer on their mm -hmm. socks and underwear. They just thought they mm -hmm. appeared constantly. Yeah. You know, so you, for me, prayer was my foundation. If I didn't have that time set apart where I was with God so that he could just let me be a daughter. I didn't want to be somebody's mom <laughs> all the time. I needed him to pour his life inside of me so that then you can give yourself away. That's so right. prayer is the foundation, that intimate relationship with Jesus right. so that you can give from that place. And this doesn't mean you ain't going to get a nap that day. You ain't, you, you're going to get up at 2 and 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but we want to meet God in those moments because that's how he's forming us and bringing us to the end of ourselves, right? That's exactly right. And I think that's what the Blessed Mother probably showed me more than anything. Mm. In that, there's hidden years. You know, for 30 years, we don't know, outside of the one time she lost Jesus, there's no other stories, right. you know, of, of Our Lady. And it, it made me realize that, you know why? Because she was doing what I do every day. She was preparing the meals. She was, you know, going shopping mm -hmm. and um, keeping house clean mm -hmm. the best she could. And because she did that, and because our Joseph went out and provided for the family, those ordinary everyday mm -hmm. things that are too boring to write about, they were sanctified by the Holy Family. So that when I change a diaper, when I make a meal, when I give a bath to my children, those are holy things mm -hmm. because Our Lady did them too. She mm -hmm. sanctified them. The Holy Family, by living a very ordinary life, sanctified my very ordinary life. Right. And wasn't it Brother Lawrence who would say, you know, when, when we're 
cleaning the pots and yeah. being in the kitchen and doing what we do. And those are the moments when we encounter God. Right. So when it is in the mundane things, because it's like, oh, it's, you know, it's going to happen on this retreat or it's going to happen on this. And God's like, no, you ain't going nowhere. It's going to happen in your kitchen. Right. It's going to happen while you clean in the bathroom. Right. It's going to happen while you're doing the laundry. Yeah. Look for me yeah. and I'll meet you in those <clears> moments, <throat> right? Absolutely. So prayer needs to be a time set apart, but then it permeates your whole day mm -hmm. so that everything you do, you make it a prayer. Mm -hmm. Well, Our Lady was in a very unique situation with the way she conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit. And there's always a part, I would think, in every mom and dad where you have to form your child and actually she had part of the formation but then then we all have to keep our hands off in a sense the unique thing that God's doing and that was very apparent to her from the get-go yes. and she was really able to do that you know she wasn't screaming during the cross saying save yourself and save others and no don't do that to my son and all that. she was committed to the will of God I don't know, the fullness to which she knew that from the beginning, I'm sure she knew a great deal, but then other things. And that seems to me to be a real lesson to all of us as moms and dads that the unique thing that God is doing in your son or daughter's life, you must, don't be a hindrance to that. She mm -hmm. could have been a hindrance, I guess, yeah. uh, you know, if she, if she took it upon herself. Uh, and so that, that's for us as moms and dads, right? Yeah. So what's unique? What are you doing? I can't see everything. Let your wind blow upon him. I don't want to stop the wind. I don't like some of the things that I see. I don't like how you're molding him, maybe. This is hurtful to me. Speak to that, yeah. letting your child be who your child is supposed to be. Right. So one of the things I would say is when um, your child is growing up, as they're growing up, we always ask them, what do you want to be? And one of the things we should suggest to them, like fireman, policeman, teacher, priest, religious, nun, you know, but as they get a little older, our, our question has to change a little bit. What is God asking mm. you to be? Mm -hmm. So as they get old enough to understand, letting them understand that it's not about what I want, it's what God wants for me that I'll find the greatest fulfillment. And you're right, sometimes they might get off track or right. they, have to, they have to find their own journey. Mm -hmm. And that is, that is hard sometimes to let, let them go. And it's a lesson that I'm learning right now. And so uh, that's when I turned to a Saint Mariana, yeah. or Blessed Mariana Bernaca, yeah. who, who for me is my role model as a mother-in-law mm -hmm. to watch as my kids grow older, to, to what's going to happen to them. I, I have to just trust in the yeah. Lord that this is going to yeah. turn out mm -hmm. okay, even yeah. if in my eyes it's not all great right now. I, right. Wasn't, I wasn't familiar with Blessed Mariana Bernaca. But that was one of my favorite stories. Yeah. Can you share a little bit about that story, the relationship with her and her daughter-in-law and, and what that was, was like? It's profound. Yeah. So um, Blessed Mariana lived in Poland during the World War II. And um, so she lived um, a very simple life. Um, she and her husband raised um, two children, a, a son and a daughter um, on a small farm. And um, her husband passed away soon after her son got married her oldest was the daughter she moved out into the city with her husband her son got married um, her husband passed away and she couldn't keep up the small farm family farm any longer so her son Stanislaw had to say to his new wife guess what mom's coming to live with <laughs> us mm -hmm. and so but Mariana was a beautiful mother-in-law she helped in the kitchen, but wasn't overbearing, right? Mm -hmm. She helped keep house, but was not. She worked out in their farm, right? She did whatever she could. When a grandbaby came along, she helped Eugenia 
it was the grandbaby's name, mm -hmm. grow up to know and love the Lord, singing the same little hymns that she taught her son and daughter, she taught her granddaughter, um, but she was never overbearing. She was always helpful. And, um, and then when, their, um, when the daughter-in-law, whose name is Anna, got pregnant for a second time, the Nazis came and took over in Poland. And one of um, the Nazi soldiers was shot by the resistance, the Polish resist resistance. And so the Nazis had this policy that if you kill one of ours, we kill 10 of yours. Mm. And Why don't you hold your story right Okay. Because mm -hmm. we're going to hold you over okay. for the break. I want you to come back and I want you to tell the end of that story. Okay. It, it's, it's so very, very yeah, powerful. Beautiful. So hope you're enjoying the conversation as much as we are. Saintly Moms, 25 Stories of Holiness, EWTNRC.com. Plenty more to come. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Welcome back. Welcome back. Kelly, we were sharing before we left about Blessed uh, Mariana Bernaka. Yes. And she has a special place in terms of being you know, a, a mother-in-law, relationship with her daughter-in-law. And you were sharing about uh, she reared in Poland, Nazis are taking over that area, and a Nazi soldier was killed. How does that relate to this story? Okay, so um, the Nazis had a policy that Ted would have to die in place Ten. of the one. Ten. So they randomly went to homes and pulled out people, and they unfortunately went to the home of Stanislav and his wife Anna, and they were taking both of them. And, and Mary Anna was not in the room at the time, but she heard the crying of Eugenia. Her granddaughter came out and saw what was going on, and she begged the soldiers to take her instead. They pointed, she pointed to the fact that Anna was pregnant. If you take her, you're really taking mm. two, mm. not just one. And have mercy on this child of mm. hers. Mm. You know, so soldiers didn't care as long as they had 10. So they took Mariana and her son Stanislaw and um, they, they eventually put them on a train towards Auschwitz, but they um, actually got um, killed before a firing squad and, mm. and put into a um, common yeah. grave. Mm. And, and Anna lived many years after that. Um, 98, I think, is um, wow. she lived until wow. 98. And she would tell Eugenia that um, I was given life twice, once by my mother and once by my mother-in-law. Mm. And she always had wonderful and beautiful stories to tell about her mother-in-law and how helpful she was and what great love she had. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so Blessed Mariana is who I pray for, that I can be the, the wonderful mother-in-law that helps in the family. She's willing to give up my life for my mm -hmm. daughter-in-law's and some son-in-law who will be coming next year. Mm -hmm. um, that, and that doesn't mean like martyred, that just means that I know my place and that mm -hmm. I do whatever I can to help them in their marriage um, without being overbearing and right. putting in much And the, and the thing that you wanna do is you want to, first of all, pray for them. You wanna give them good emotional health. You wanna give them good spiritual health in any way that you can aid and assist them in that journey. Okay. You know, it's just, and, and that's what we do with our son-in-laws, with our daughter-in-laws, and who knows, God may call us to lay down our lives, right? And we hope and pray 
that we have the enough courage and fortitude to say yes to that too. It will definitely be a white martyrdom. It, if not it a is. red one. Right. <laughs> right. right. You know, it's, mm -hmm. They're the butt of all the jokes, right? The, the, the mother-in-law and whatever. And so now we have a saint to go to that you mm. go to instead of listening to the world and saying, you know, I ask you, uh, blessed Bernaka, to, to pray for my relationship with my daughters-in-laws and sons-in-law. And I want to be a blessing. I want to be one who yes. makes sacrifice. And I want this to conclude in a beautiful way and be part of the mm. heritage that's passed on to my grandchildren. That's right. Beautiful. That's yeah. exactly what I wish. We've got about a minute uh, before we close out. Uh, just, again, you find such solace and you find it at different, with different saints at different times. Mm -hmm. How is this going to be a help for, for new moms or moms that have been moms for a while? Well, um, there's a situation for everybody, from a single mom to a, um, a grandmother. There's some mm -hmm. grandmoms in there, to ones that have a lot of children, to some that just have one, mm -hmm. um, like like Our Lady and Saint Anne and mm -hmm. Saint Elizabeth. You know, do they? And, and so, no matter what situation you are in, there's a saint that that fits your situation that can give you the encouragement and inspiration, mm -hmm. and not only for moms and wi but women and even men. These mm -hmm. are our virtues that we all need Thank to you. emulate. Thank you. Thank we look God. forward to yeah. having you Reason. back with us tomorrow. Saint, saintly Moms, 25 Stories of Holiness, a saint, a circumstance for every situation. Be encouraged. It's not just reading, but you'll be in fellowship with his godly mm. mothers. God bless you and all of your loved ones. Keep it on EWTN. You're an important part of this family. You're never alone. You're always at home with Jim and Joy. Bye now. <laughs>